since the dawn of time, many of the world's best thinkers have tried to understand Wikipedia. Leonardo da Vinci, Socrates, Einstein. But all have failed until now. Two great warriors have stepped forward. I am Ben Graw the Mighty. And I am Garth Remington the Kingslayer. They aren't thinkers, they're doers. And they're going to review every single page on Wikipedia. That task is impossible. And remember, if you listen to this podcast, then hot girls will want to hook up with you. We totally will. This is the Wiki Review. I'm not getting thrown over a balcony for this crap. Hell no. That's all I'm after. Big beans. Come on. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And on this episode of Wiki Review, we're probably going to end up saying something that gets us whacked because, like, the mafia's put like some hit out on us. Because on this episode, we're doing the Wikipedia page for the American Mafia. You come to me on this, the day of my daughter's wedding. You ask me this favor, but I ask you, when have you ever invited me to your house for coffee and cake? Well, actually, you offer me coffee a lot, but no cake. No cake. Deals off! Godfather impression? <laughs> hey, got it in one! And if anyone out there has ever been to a wedding where the father of the bride, who is a baby boomer, hasn't done that impression, you haven't been to a wedding. <laughs> See, everything I know about the American Mafia, I know from the Godfather movies, but I haven't actually seen the Godfather movies. I just get the gist of them. Well, I'm gonna drop a bombshell. I don't know if I've said this before, but Godfather, not that good. Like, by today's standards, it's really tame, really lame. It's really long. There's like a whole scene. He goes to Italy, gets it's a wife, then she dies, and then he comes back. They could have done without the entire Italy part of the movie. But everyone always talks like, oh, The Godfather's so good. And the second one, it's kind of crap. And then the third one's even worse. But the first one wasn't even good. Just I heard the third one's the best one. It might be. By today's standards, if you watched, you'd be like, actually, this is way better. <laughs> the first one was only good because they had three movies out and, like, two of them had Charlie Chaplin in them. Third one's basically like Meet the Parents, isn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> Oh, who was that guy who played the was Godfather? Was it Al Pacino? No, he played Corleone. Tony, was it something Corleone? Are you asking the name of the, the actor? No, or? no, that was the play. That's the character who Al Pacino played. But the name of the actor, he was a famous guy, Marlon Brando. That's who I did. Yes. The original Godfather. I think maybe people like that because Marlon Brando was a hot guy that chicks just love Marlon Brando. And that was him when he was kind of old and fat. And girls are like, I remember he used to be so cute and he's such a tough man. And guys are like, yeah, I don't feel threatened anymore. <laughs> Great. Great movie. We all loved it. <laughs> See, I only knew Marlon Brando as an old fat guy. I don't think I've seen any movies that he looks good looking in. Oh, I've seen movies that he's an old fat guy in. And Apocalypse Now, I think that's the turning point where he wasn't fat yet, but he had a shaved head and he was kind of older. But if you see him in Rebel Without a Cause, he was a hot guy there. He played tough guys. This guy in Streetcar Named Desire. <laughs> Stella! 
Wow, is this the Wikipedia page for movies that I haven't seen? I know, right? We've I'm yet to list one movie that I've seen. Because, <laughs> yeah, surprise alert, I picked this one. And I thought, let's talk about Mafia. Everyone knows about the Mafias, right? No, we've stumbled into, like, the black hole of Ben's knowledge. And it's kind of freaking me out. This is like Mario, but in reverse. I picked Mario going, oh, yeah, I know a little bit. And then Ben's like, oh, I have got this. Oh, yeah, I knew my shit on Mario. If you haven't heard that episode, go back. I'll school you in Mario. Can we talk about Mario again? I'm sure there'll be a Mario in the Mafia somewhere. Uh, <laughs> that's a Sicilian Mafia. <laughs> In 1963, there was a guy called Mario the Mushroom Stomper. (laughs) Thank God I got this now. He had a reputation for crushing bricks with his head to make money. Threw turtle shells at you. Anyone out there in a mafia, if you could kill people by throwing turtle shells at them, if your name happens to be Mario, bonus points. (laughs) And then if you claim that you get bigger when you're on mushrooms. And if you have a brother called Luigi. Knowing Italians as I do, if you are called Mario, chances are you have a brother called Luigi. It's a 50-50 chance. It really is. Actually, since we're on the Italians, my car broke down this week. I had to get it fixed. I don't really know that many mechanics, but the last time it got broken down, I knew this place. I looked it up. Turns out I called the wrong place. But I was expecting like a bogan Aussie guy to answer the phone. Because you know when you need a car fixed? A bogan, that's a soothing tone to hear. Yeah, mate. What can I do for you? Exactly. You go, all right, this guy's got it. I don't trust you with a lot of things, but cars, you got this. So I called up waiting to hear a bogan answer. And I heard like this foreign accent pick up the phone. And this is an insight to racism. Because I heard the accent I went what is he Indian I don't know if I trust them and then I realized he was Italian I'm like oh cool I'll bring my car right over (laughs) they can fix my car they're Italian which is ridiculous I mean any Indian who's a mechanic is clearly better and more qualified than me at fixing a car but just that do they even have cars in India I don't know they don't have Ferraris there look if I need a doctor I'll call you exactly if you're gonna tell me what's in my x-ray I'll talk to you but for cars I need Italians and Bogans please (laughs) and if I need a panel beater Lebanese (laughs) Every race has its job That's not racist right That's not racist at all When I'm getting fruit I want a Greek That's not racist You have a place in this world You're good at it We trust you Is that because you watch Con the Fruiterer? That is a really racist by the way Oh it's horrible by today's standards That's a white guy Making fun of Greek people And he's not even doing jokes He's just being racist Everything's racist these days By today's standards Like Uh, they removed a poo from the Simpsons Yeah I know right For being exactly as we know like no Indian guys don't work in 7-Elevens and have lots of children no or arranged marriages I know Indians who work in 7-Elevens <laughs> with lots of kids and have arranged marriages what the hell is your problem <laughs> and didn't he have a doctorate in computer science from Calcutta Tech he was really smart overqualified for this country just like every taxi driver you've ever met I don't know they're probably gonna have to start axing a lot of characters from the Simpsons because aren't a lot of them stereotypes like Luigi it's amazing he hasn't gone we only speak a, the broken English in my home and also Fat Tony. He's an American mafia stereotype. He's an absolute stereotype. It's discriminatory against mafia people. And Cletus? That Cletus is fine because he's white. It's true. They'll never get rid of him. The people who he represents are poor and uneducated. They don't have the means to get rid of it. Indian people, really educated. These people work hard. They got a lot of people to compete against. If they made it here, they're really hardcore, smart, capable. They can bring down our poop. See, do they still have Dr. Hibbert on the show? Oh, yes, they do. Because he's kind of a parody of Bill Bill Cosby. Cosby. Which I don't know how that goes down these days. I think he stopped wearing the sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're just hoping that people forgot that it's a reference to Bill Cosby. I know, right? He's his own character now, right? We 
you've developed him enough? You really haven't. Although, if you want to talk racism, going through The Simpsons, whenever they do a flashback to Dr. Hibbert, he always has a different haircut. Like, he'll have a Mr. T or an Afro or some other stereotypical black guy haircut <laughs> just to make a point. So, do you know any American mafia people or have you seen any movies about it? I have seen a lot of movies about it, which is my frame of reference for everything. But I've also watched a lot of documentaries. I've seen this one where Denzel Washington was a gangster. American That's- gangster. And a boring one where Johnny Depp was somebody. Ah, uh, he was the guy's name. I always Some forget bank it. robber. Donny Brasco. No. Was that Johnny Depp? Yeah, Donny Brasco was, wasn't it? Didn't he do like something called Most Wanted? He might have done that as well. Oh, yeah, it was like he was like a gangster with a Tommy gun. Because I know it was called like America's Most Wanted or something like that. Public Enemies. Public Enemies, that's it. And it was something. Who did he play? Some guy with a... I don't know if John I... Dillinger. Oh, there you go. That movie sucked. <laughs> did it? <laughs> I don't think I saw <clears throat> that one. Oh, it's awful, don't. Cool. It's I so re- boring and slow. All I remember about that one is the ads were on the sides of buses. And you know how Tommy Guns have that round cartridge for the bullets? Mm. They used the bus wheel as the cartridge. Oh, that's cool. That was the coolest thing about that movie. Yeah, I remember this goes for a long time. What is it with movies that go a long time? Especially around gangsters, they have to spend a lot of time. No, just kill people and move on. Two hours and 23 minutes it goes for. It's a long movie. To be fair, that is how long it takes for you to actually <laughs> hit something with a Tommy gun. They are not accurate guns. They're it's just a spray and pray gun. It's not one of his best movies. So I think those are the only two movies that I can remember seeing that had gangsters in them. Oh, wow. Have you seen Casino? No. All right. We're going to have a long talk. This is like Arnold Schwarzenegger all over, I feel, where I have to educate you on movies. Yeah, I've seen surprisingly little movies, as it turns out. I thought I'd seen a lot, but no. Scarface? I saw half of that. How can you only see half? Oh, you're going to hate my answer. I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're sick and you just want to watch something easy? Some people might watch Murder, She Wrote or uh, Saved by the Bell episodes. I'd watch Scarface. Scarface. Murder, she wrote and <laughs> saved by the bell. Those were your examples. <laughs> Other people, like, you know, just something easy, like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That's probably a more. That's good. You can watch that. Like, Frasier, Seinfeld. Yeah, things like that. That's... King of the Hill. Okay, you're picking really good things, and I just. <laughs> I wanted to pick something lame so you could be like, okay, it's not good. It's for when you're sick and you can't handle much. Scarface was my I'm sick and I'm staying home today movie. I've watched it a lot of times. Have you seen Goodfellas? No. I have seen Home Alone, though. That had Joe <laughs> Pesci. There we are. Okay. Okay, well, you've seen some Joe Pesci. We'll give you a Ooh. pass. No, and I've seen Animaniacs that had the good feathers. I thought that was great because as a kid, you watched it and you didn't know what Goodfellas was. Mm. And you're like, oh, this is cool. It's like a Robert De Niro and a Joe Pesci and the other guy, Ray Liotta. You know, there's a lot of good quotes from it that I still keep today. All right, well, we're going to have to educate you. Educate. I'm talking about movies about <laughs> this crap. The glamorization of it because it's cool. They're people with their mysterious code. They're all just walking around like beating people. Like they do racketeering where they just rock up to a shop and go give me money or I'm gonna hit you how do you keep doing that if I rocked up to someone and was like give me your wallet I could maybe do it once mm. if you do it again you're gonna get caught mm. these people just nah I'll just every week I'll just go down and get some money off that shop and I'll go home I actually I did watch a little I think they're called docu-series oh yeah on Tupac and Biggie does that count Ben you have to get out of the room right now <laughs> they were they musicians were gangsta. they were musicians <laughs> who did a style of music they got killed in drive-bys that was pretty gangster the most gangster the thing about them was their deaths. And to 
Tupac went to prison. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? What did he go to prison for? Gun ownership or something? Nah, rape. No way, really? Well, a girl went up to his hotel room and came down later and said she was raped and he went to prison. Really? So I don't know. There's many sort of like, he said, she said about that story. If you said Biggie went to jail for rape, I'd be like, yeah, Mm. that makes sense. Fair enough. Tupac, he's cute. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he's a good looking guy. He's got the six pack. He's all like cute with the nose piercing and the bandana. Like, Mm. he wouldn't have to. Well, the docuseries made it look like he was innocent. Of course it did. (laughs) (laughs) Docuseries apparently is real life events, but dramatized. To make it look exactly how we want it to look. It wasn't bad. It was some cops trying to solve the Tupac Biggie murders. And yeah, they didn't solve it. It turns out they didn't. No. Which is amazing because what Tupac got shot out the front of a Mike Tyson fight in Las Vegas on the strip. There were like thousands of people. No one saw anything. (laughs) Well, he was in a car and another car drove by and went bang, bang and drove off. But surely someone would have said, well, this was the car. Yeah, well, they said it was an Impala, which they kept bringing up in the thing that every third person owned an Impala. No one. Because they were rappers. It was like the the car to own. Alright, well that's pretty gangster of them. Good for them. <laughs> and today, like, if you're gonna be a gangster, you kinda have to have a rap career. Or is gangster rap dead now? Was that just a 90s thing? Yeah, I was trying to think of that. When was the last rapper you remember hearing about getting shot? Proof. Hobie Jam Trice Mr. got J. shot at it a little. Yeah, he survived, but... Yeah. Real guns, no gimmicks. Because <laughs> <laughs> you see these rappers today, I'm very old, so I just see them and they've got tattoos all over their face. they got dreadlocks and gold teeth. But they don't look gangster. They look like they might be barista. I think a lot of people just get famous off YouTube these days. So you have to be really extreme to get Mm. somewhere and get noticed. He must be serious. Look, he's willing to mortgage his entire future on this. I mean, Mm. because you get gold teeth and dreadlocks and a face tattoo. It's not like you're going to rock up the next day and be a salesman at like a car lot or something. (laughs) No one's employing the guy with the face tattoo. Yo, for real, you should buy this ride. Put your hose in here. Yo, it's got mad wheels, bro. Mad wheels. Tans. Tans, (laughs) honey. Tans. We got that five-year one. Warranty. What up? We ain't fronting. So can I sign you up, man? Yo, you want this deal, bro. You want this deal. Come on, man. Help a brother out. Come on. You practically robbing me right now. What if I promise to, like, cut you in on the commission? (laughs) Is that racist? Any of what we did? (laughs) We managed to avoid all racism in that, which was nice. (laughs) But yeah, all of that started with the mafia. Italian guys. Somehow it bridged over to gangsters being black, but originally they were Italian guys who rocked up to New York. You do think of Italian when you think of the mafia, because they do have the Sicilian mafia as a separate page. Because they're all Italian guys, but the Sicilian mafia just stayed in Sicily. (laughs) Italy is a boot and Sicily is that little thing they're kicking. (laughs) That's how I describe it. That little triangle that's about to hit the boot. So they're not even mainland. They're like the Tasmania of Italy. Exactly. It's like if Tasmanians rocked up to New Zealand and started their own crime scene. I'd be okay with that. That'd be interesting. I'd like to see how Tasmanians deal with a Maori population. That's not the population you can stand over. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna take all your money. Oh, cuz I don't think you should, bro. I think you should just turn around and go home, Mo. The only crime family to return back to their native land poorer. <laughs> yeah, we tried and it's painful. Yeah, they took our stuff. By the way, can we have some more stuff? We really have to pay them. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you know about the American Mafia then? Okay, well let's scroll down a little bit and see if we can get some names or something. Something fun. Uh, uh, well, there's the contents. So they talk about Cosa Nostra, which is the first word used for mafia. And they talk about the black hand is the first of like mafia type stuff. Little known fact, black hand isn't actually a gang. Everyone said it was a gang, but it's something that Italian gangs, plural, there were many gangs in every Italian neighborhood. There was a gang that would just take money from everyone. I think that's a gang in Daredevil. 
handle. Really? Or the hand or the black hand or something like that. Some I, hand. I knew somehow you were going to pull this back to like Marvel Comics or something. Yeah. <laughs> Please give me something. I'm grasping at straws here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go even deeper with it. You know in the Ninja Turtles where it's the foot? The foot clan, yes. Yeah, which is meant to be a parody of the hand in Daredevil. Really? Yeah, which is how I know that. And they all just copied off the black hand. Basically just means there was uh, bullies in every Italian neighborhood that would just take money off people and no one could do anything because they were all Italian. See, if you had an Italian gang that called itself the Black Hand now, it would just be confusing. Like, we thought you were black guys. Maybe that's the ultimate cover. We should start a gang called the Asian Foot. No one would ever suspect us. We should call our gang Some Guys Who Look Asian. <laughs> and go, we were beaten up by Some Guys Who Look Asian. <laughs> we're on the lookout for Some Guys Who Look Asian. And we're just walking down the street with, like, watches or whatever. People don't even carry money anymore. It's all white collar these days. Kind of rob banks. They don't have money in them. <laughs> I think organized crime kind of overdid it. Now making it hard for future generations to rob people. Well, it's all drugs these days, isn't it? They don't do so much standover stuff. No, yeah, they actually have to have, like, a product to sell. Which the original mafias, they didn't do drugs at all. It was a lot to do with unions and stuff. We're looking at a picture right now of Paolo Antonio Varachelli. I'm sorry, all Italians, that's just how we're going to say these things. How you're going to say these things. <laughs> I'm staying out of this. <laughs> that's between you and the mafia, Garth. No, I'm not pissing anyone off. <laughs> I'm picking my words carefully. <laughs> what I love is Paolo, also known as Paul Kelly. Yeah, he's done all the dumb things. <laughs> <laughs> See, want to be in the mafia? Got to write a hit song. See, I do think I've seen him in the middle of a dream. <laughs> <laughs> but a picture of him, like you think of gangsters today, face tattoos, like I said. This guy doesn't look like he's going to rap. In fact, he's quite a well put together guy. He's got a tie. He's got a bow tie. I know, like you have to be a badass to walk around with a bow tie. You can't just walk into a place with a bow tie unless you're willing to back that up. One cool line that did come up in that Tupac Biggie thing that I did see is there was a character who is talking to Tupac going, no, the badass thing is parking like your Bentley in the hood and just leaving the keys in the ignition because no one's going to fuck with it because they know that it's yours. That's gangster. That's gangster. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did see the NWA movie, you know, with... Uh, oh, straight out of Compton. That I did see. Suge Knight is gangster. Yeah, when's he going to have a movie? Because he was in this documentary as well or this docu-series. Like, that guy is a complete gangster. He is psycho as, like, in the movie, some guy parked in his space so they tortured him. <laughs> he didn't know. And he's the guy famous for taking Vanilla Ice's song rights. The story is that he took Vanilla Ice onto a balcony, held him over the edge and said, give me your freaking song. And he said, okay, just don't kill me. And Vanilla Ice has gone on record to say, no, it wasn't like that. We were on a balcony. And he's like, you should give me the rights. You know, you need protection in this industry. And I'm like, protection from what? And he's like, protection from me. <laughs> I'm like, that's exactly the story, dude. <laughs> but he's too afraid to say on camera that Suge Knight beat the crap out of you because he'll beat the crap out of you again. Well, if you wrote a song and it was a big hit and then Suge Knight met up with you on a balcony and said that he wanted the song, do you think he leaves the balcony with that song? He probably does. Rule is, if Suge Knight wants to meet you on a balcony, don't. You should avoid all balconies when Suge Knight is in the vicinity. In fact, try to stay away from the guy. I probably don't want to meet him in real life. I don't want to have anything he wants. Isn't he in prison at the moment? He might be. I'm he pretty sure he, he 
should be. <laughs> he definitely should be. If justice can ever truly prevail, he'd be in prison right now. Gangster. Because you can't be that big and famous at <clears throat> being a gangster and still out of prison. But if they had the Suge Knight movie, you'd go see that, right? Oh, hell yeah. If he sold his rights to a movie, he'd make millions. That's the one we want to see. Tupac, we had to work around the fact that he wasn't a gangster. Biggie, you've got to have a lot of big black holes in his life so that you just think he's hardcore. Suge Knight, it's like from day one, just the truth. And you're like, holy crap. <laughs> the guy's an animal. He does seem like the worst one of them. He wasn't even a rapper, was he? No, I don't really understand exactly what he did. He stood over people and took their money. That's what he did. He just stood there and went, that's my song now. Yes, sir. <laughs> Probably why he doesn't want a movie made about his life because people realize he didn't contribute anything. <laughs> He was just there while other people did. He just stood there and went, I'll take the money, thank you. Oh yeah, I'd give Suge Knight our podcast in a second. Oh, he can have it if he wants it. Yeah. Pro- probably do better with it. I'm not getting thrown over a balcony for this crap. <laughs> Hell no. I mean, not even your balcony. It's like, you wouldn't even die falling off it. It's just off the ground. So you got the black hand. So are they the first gang? Well, they weren't a gang at all. Like I said, it's the... It's well, what the they, funky name. Well, it's the name they gave to standing over people in your local neighborhood. It's like if you went down to the fish and chip shop around the corner every week and just went, all right, give me some money. I tried that. It didn't work. Yeah, but you're not like Suge Knight. No. Some guy took my parking spot and then he beat me up. <laughs> That's my spot. All right, you bitch. Don't ever talk to me. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and I forgot to mention when I picked my car up from the Italian guy, he had this other Italian guy there that was clearly the assistant. Now, if his name's not Giuseppe, <laughs> I will eat my hat. I didn't get to meet him. I walked up. Oh, where's you know, my car? I'm here to pick it up. And he's like, just the one the moment. I went, if you're not named Giuseppe like seriously <laughs> kind of sounds like Borat like an Italian Borat <laughs> me we fuck <laughs> I only say that because I see the name Giuseppe Morolo, the first known mafia member to immigrate to the United States. So what, he just rolled into United States and went dibs? All right, I'm going to mafia this place right up. Then he was arrested in New Orleans, and in 1881, they kicked him back to Italy. That's pretty badass. Mafia doesn't even exist. You've already built up a reputation so bad they kick you out of the country. (laughs) Would you not roll back home like, I am the baddest mother in this place? You got Al Capone there. there. He's pretty famous. Prohibition, right? Prohibition was when suddenly the mafia became like cool where everyone went no they're alright and they're getting us drunk everyone was told they weren't allowed to drink so they turned to the guy who usually beats them up and went you can get us alcohol right of course we can it's what we do it's funny how prohibition is a terrible idea for alcohol but a fantastic idea for drugs (laughs) (laughs) all the flaws with alcohol don't exist with drugs whatsoever none at all it's not totally worse (laughs) this happened in Australia and we had mafia type people looking after grog and stuff too everyone went okay so we're gonna take this millions of dollars a year because back then millions was like billions millions of dollars a year industry and just give it to gangsters i bet the gangsters loved it and it wasn't even taken seriously the cops were getting drunk yeah well that is the problem with criminalizing things is you just push it to the black market essentially because you go to a bottle o that guy's always cool hey bro how you doing today he's cool now replace him with freaking giuseppe morello suddenly you want this alcohol huh and you don't know what he's giving you you know he doesn't care what he's giving you. That would be annoying if I wanted beer just to rock up to some dodgy dude's house. Like he's got a still in his basement. <laughs> and you can hear it like clicking and clacking downstairs. Or even worse, you go, can I get a beer? And he just like goes into the bathroom, dips a cup into the bathtub and goes, there you go. Ugh. Is this beer? Sure, why not? It's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. Five bucks. Well, you know, you want to get drunk. Al Capone, probably the most famous. As an accountant.
accountant, I have to tell you. He was brought down by accountants. Couldn't get him for all the murders. They couldn't get him for anything except tax fraud. That's how they did it. They had the IRS. See, that's kind of scary in a way. If, let's say you did something and they couldn't prove that you did it, they could probably find something to get you on. There's something. There's always going to be something. When you think of everything he did, that's the best they got. They needed someone to decipher his bookkeeping. (laughs) And that's the best they could get on him, which was hilarious. Do you know what he had on his business card as his official job? No, what? Furniture salesman. I don't think he ever sold furniture. And when asked about how he had all his money, he just said, I've got rich friends that like give me stuff. Uh And that was just an acceptable answer. I've always held it in the back pocket. If I'm ever in a situation like that where I'm making a lot of money illegally and someone says, how did you make all this money? I'm a real user of women. (laughs) Mothers, uh, women, uh, girlfriends. Uh, Yeah, I've got plenty of them. I just completely abuse them. They just give me money because I basically lied through my teeth to them. See, makes me a despicable human being, but that's not illegal. Sugar mamas. That's right. So the cops will like hate me, but they'll let me go and be ashamed to even look at me. It's like, (laughs) get out of here. You disgust us. Later. I'm going to go back to bootlegging. (laughs) You want to buy a DVD? Oh, wow. That's how you plan to make your gang work. That's not going to (laughs) work. That's right. Bootleg DVDs. That's still a thing, right? Do you go into the cinema with a camcorder still? Oh, yeah. Hooked up to a VCR. (laughs) (laughs) Once we get these tapes recorded. Like, if you got it on DVD, we've got VCD. (laughs) Uh, Laserdisc. Ah, Laserdiscs. Yeah, any of those movie formats where you had multiple discs for one movie. I know. That's hilarious, isn't it? (laughs) Now, whenever I buy a DVD yes I still buy DVDs shut up I get Blu-ray that's right I know it's not the latest thing but it's something I get three discs now one for 3D actually it's 3D comes in two discs they can't fit 3D on one disc it turns out oh back to that again screw that then I have the 3D function on my TV never used it oh really yeah because well it's bad for your eyes not even curious no I know how 3D works I can see the third dimension I get it I, I understand I get the core concept yeah, I understand depth duh <laughs> <laughs> but it's bad for your eyes and after 15 minutes it doesn't work anyways because your eyes adjust and that's really bad for your eyes but having that function on my TV means that every now and again when I'm watching TV something will randomly spark and turn on the 3D function mm-hmm. and everything goes blurry so you know <laughs> I got that going for me really it's just an annoying function but I still buy the 3D discs because I could <laughs> I don't think they're that bad for your eyes. They can't be that much worse than regular TV. Oh no, it's totally bad for your eyes, man. Your eyes have to adjust to something that's not there and your eyes are trying to fight it. When you can't see the 3D anymore, it means your eyes have adjusted to a kind of vision that doesn't exist. It's making you blind. I assumed it's like staring at a magic eye for 90 minutes. Yeah, (laughs) that'd do it. So you walk around like, oh God, everything looks weird now. Proportions are out of place. But TV's probably not good for your eyes either. Yeah, but I'm willing to put up with that one. What are you (laughs) going to do? Not watch TV? Yeah, I know, right? See, I remember seeing pictures of Al Capone's cell before he went to Alcatraz, where it kind of looked like a hotel suite. (laughs) Somehow, unlike everyone else, he got a really nice room. Everything looked after. Well, he was able to decorate it himself. We know that this is corruption at its peak, but no one stops it. Well, apparently they did stop it and sent him to Alcatraz, where he didn't get that at all. Oh, wow. Because Alcatraz is fucked up. It is. I've seen the Clint Eastwood movie. And I think he got syphilis and died. He got syphilis in Alcatraz. I think he got syphilis before going to Alcatraz. 
Alcatraz because Andy's old prison he was allowed to have visitors himself of course he was <laughs> I saw one about Mexican cartels a documentary and one of the leaders of the cartel got sent to prison and he could have got out if he wanted to but he decided he preferred to stay in prison because there he can just bring women in whenever he wants he decorates his room however he wants and he's got a whole prison protecting him from the other cartels essentially they gave him a fortress to work out of <laughs> so yeah prison's what you make of it guys be creative it's weird that the people who most deserve to be in prison are the people who would probably have a better time in prison I know right the reason we don't want to go to prison is because of that guy who's in the prison that really needs to be in prison because he just love us <laughs> yeah I always get worried I'll accidentally run over someone and they'll send me to prison it'd be something stupid like that some sort of traffic violation type thing the word accidental and manslaughter may be used stupid will be used a lot yes <laughs> this is just stupid minimum sentence it won't be for being bad it'll be for being stupid you're a hazard to the community not because of your attitude but just because of you it would suck going into prison going ah oh, shit I'm gonna get beaten up just knowing that cause yeah if we go to prison we will we're the kind of guys that get the crap kicked out of us in prison like for fun but you even hear like tough guys go there and like yeah someone tried to beat me up to see how tough I was and I'm like oh shit you're actually pretty tough and he was testing you <laughs> oh god people who don't give a crap about going to jail are in jail like you know how you don't do things because you're afraid you'll go to jail those guys aren't that's why yeah. they're there and they see everyone and imagine the rules that they play by that's scary in itself no forget the law I don't care if I spend another 10 years in here that guy looked at me weird <laughs> if a guy looks at me weird I think well you know that seems like a him problem that's not going to stop me from eating my cereal. I don't care. It all seems very like high school like, except you might get shivved. Yeah, and no girls. Well, unless you count us. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no girls in here. You're the girls. Ah, that would explain that. Can I be the bitch with all the power? If you were in a prison and your cellmate handed you some lipstick and a dress and said, put it on. That's just like the worst. Like, that's <laughs> everyone's image of prison. Like, you go to prison, you're scared. You get put in this cell with this guy who's like five times your size, has this look of like yes I will has like cop killer tattooed on his forehead because that's how long he's gonna be there and he's got like scars and humongous muscles and he's just like you're gonna be my wife his opening line was do you want to fuck or fight <laughs> or fight first <laughs> I call it foreplay I like my fish live and squirming <laughs> this is gonna be very uncomfortable even if you take all that away prison sucks I don't like the idea that the toilet's in the cell and there's no privacy for crapping that's where I kind of tap out from the idea. I have a hard time peeing at the urinal if someone else is there. See, I have trouble with the fact that my cellmate has no privacy from me. <laughs> I'm more worried about when he's on the toilet than when I'm on the toilet because I don't want to be like laying in bed in the same room as another man shaking the shit. <laughs> Oh Yeah good night Sweet dreams People do gross things In prison That you don't need To hear about Let alone be like Three feet from What about an island prison Like Alcatraz uh -huh. oh, They don't really Do those anymore Do they Well not since Australia I've been to Alcatraz That was nice I was a little kid At the time <laughs> My parents were Very strict <laughs> Yeah <laughs> They were They said it's the Only way I'd learn <laughs> And you know what I did I think technology's caught up Back then Like what you Maybe have a rowboat People can get Pretty good fast 
speedboats these days. All you'd have to do is get to outside the prison and you could escape on water. That's probably easier to escape on water than it would be land because everyone would have to get a boat to follow you. Yeah, but how fast could you move? They could get a faster boat. Like you get someone to pick you up in a car on land, which is as fast as the car they have. Well, how get... fast could your boat be? Someone came and picked you up in a speedboat. Yeah, they're fast. So but they'd see the boat coming up to the island. They'd see the car outside of prison <clears> on land. I guess the real thing is like, how many islands are there like that that would be good to put a prison on? Because I mean, Alcatraz, I'm pretty sure they closed that down because it's in the middle of like a humongous city. That's not cool. That's like a real problem. And then they claim that no one ever escaped. The three guys did, but they probably died. Yeah, that's what Alcatraz says. I like to think they got away. Well, Screw you, Alcatraz. I agree because they say, well, we never found their bodies, but they were never found anywhere. Well, that means they successfully escaped. Yeah, that sounds like that was their plan. If you escape from a prison, you kind of <laughs> can't show up again. Because if you showed up again, you didn't escape. There were many escape attempts, just none very successful. I think the worst part about Alcatraz would be it was just really cold. It's the little things like that that get me. Yeah, there's a guy who wants to beat me up, but I'm a little cold at night. Can I have another blanket? No? Oh, I'm being punished. <laughs> what if they chucked you in solitary? I always thought, because people make this big deal like, oh, you go nuts in solitary, but that kind of sounds preferable to me. You could be in this cell with this guy who's going to make you wear a dress, or you can hang out in a little room by yourself. I can entertain myself just fine, thank you. I could do two years in solitary just fine. I know I went to Melbourne and I did a tour of a Melbourne jail. The solitary confinement things are way smaller than you think they would be. But it's just a little hot box kind of thing. It kind of looks like a large storage cupboard. So they just put them in a cupboard. It's basically got just enough room for a bed and that's about it. You sort of have like a corridor you can pace down. Yeah, as long as you can lie down, I suppose it's okay. I mean, as long as you're not put in like Japanese concentration camp, corrugated iron little box mm. where you're always uncomfortable. Though, except these were old school ones, so they might have updated them since then. Oh, like colonial time ones? Have you seen them? They're all over Australia because we're a penal colony. I remember it was still used until like early 1900s. Or okay. They were like real prisons back then. Like that mm. was horrible. Yeah, people were hung there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember they had these gloves that you had to wear if they thought you were masturbating too much. And I'm just like, oh wait, my- Wait, 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 too much? Yeah, too much. There's a guy regulating like, oh, he's jerking off. Okay, click on the clickometer. Wait, is he going again? No, nah, that's too much. This is gross. <laughs> Essentially, if I got locked in solitary confinement, <laughs> that is my plan. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna- I'm just gonna masturbate till I'm done. What else do you do? <laughs> that's a great plan. Like, as all guys would think that, give me 10 minutes in there and like, that's it. Like, you're done. There's no more you can do. You're like, well, I've done that. You're like, I'm gonna masturbate the whole time 10 minutes later. Let me out, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm not an animal. <laughs> in fact, that would make it worse because you've got the sobering realization of post-orgasm of like, oh my God, I'm in this freaking hole and I have nothing to do. I don't even want to masturbate. Oh my God, how did I even get here? That'd be so depressing. Masturbation followed by a nap and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've kept that up for like 34 years. I'm sure I could keep it up in a prison. I remember that's why so many rappers go to prison because you can write songs there. Oh, there you, you got go. nothing else to do. You got to do something between the naps and masturbation. That's right. Yeah, you can really clear your head, got no distractions. Once you bust out one and you're well rested, you can probably get a lot of work done. If they let you bring like video editing stuff in there, we could get so many projects done, Ben. Ben, you should go to prison. This would be good for humidor. <laughs> in prison, you can do a degree. Like yes. you can do a law degree in prison. They're not going to let you be a lawyer if you've been in prison. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that rules you out. What job if you do a degree can you actually get if you've been to prison? Because they're not going to let you be a doctor either. And who's going to hire someone who got a prison degree? It's not like you can go to Harvard or Yale, Oxford or something when you're in prison. You can't do that through the post. It's going to say the word prison or correctional facility somewhere on your certificate. <laughs> I'd say uh, barber. There's plenty yeah, of barber you could do. There's plenty of guys that come out of prison. 
prison and be barbers. In fact, I'd take it one further. That's probably even better for barbers. It might improve their career. When you go to the barbers, like, if you see a guy who looks like he's possibly been to prison, you kind of feel like you're in good hands. This guy will look after my hair. No logic to that. What if the guy's in prison for stabbing a guy with scissors? Then clearly he's found his calling. <laughs> he likes scissors. Yeah, he must have got it out of his system. Doesn't want to stab me. I stabbed a guy because he asked for a number three buzz. Now, what am I doing for you today? Number two? Oh, that's it. I mean, four. That's even worse. What do you want from me? I just like stabbing. So that's what happens if you're in the mafia and they throw you under the bus. There's a lot of mafia stuff where it's set up so that they have the cops in their pocket and stuff like that, which is really cool. I don't know how you do that because the movies always make it so much easier. Scarface, he takes over the crime scene and then this guy from like the FBI or whatever rocks up and goes, I'm the guy who's supposed to arrest you. Give me money and I'll arrest other people and help you. That seems a little too easy. Yeah, how do you bribe somebody? I've always wanted how does it come up? Do they bring it up or do I bring it up? Because that's like an awkward situation. Do you both just sort of sit there like shuffling shoes until someone says something? Like, so, uh, do you want me to give you a bribe? Oh God, I'm so glad you brought it up. I felt so awkward. It'd be like a first date. What if we were in Bali and we got caught by the cops doing something and they were going to take us to prison for a long time and we're like looking at each other going like, so can we bribe our way out of this? We got a little bit of money. Like, I'm told, like, because there are places where you get told bribe your way out of it. This is the country where you bribe your way. Because if you try to bribe them and it goes wrong, that's really bad. That made it way worse. Way worse. Possible get off when your lawyer gets there turns to like, you're never leaving. So that's a high risk situation. And who do you bribe? Like if it gets to the point where you got to bribe a judge, how do you bribe a judge? Like you got to get a friend outside of the prison. Like you can't say, excuse me, judge, can I sidebar with you for a second? Can I approach the bench? Hey man, I got like 50 grand. Case dismissed. Oh, thank God. And how much does it cost to get out of going to jail? Because if you don't put the right amount down, they're going to laugh at you and hate you. But also you don't want to overpay for it. If you get caught in Bali, bribe the cop. That's stage one. What if the cop takes the bribe, and then but just, then just arrests you anyway? Clearly you didn't bribe him enough. You're not going to complain to someone and go, look, I bribed this guy and he took the money. Can I at least have my money back? <laughs> no, it's gone. That's the biggest bummer is that if you were caught with like drugs or something, don't ask for them back. <laughs> they're gone. And I know people who have been arrested with drugs. That was the biggest bummer to them because they're like, all right, you caught me. Fair enough. Now, can I just have my weed back so I can go home now? <laughs> uh. No, you don't get to keep it, dude. That's the whole point. What? Do you know how much that cost me? And I literally only just bought it. Yeah, I didn't even get to smoke any. <laughs> You've completely wasted it. Are you at least going to reimburse me for it? <laughs> okay, so if I'm going to come up with a strategy, if you're in Bali and a cop busts you, I assume they speak English? Possibly. you, you got to give them whatever's on you at the time, but promise them more money at a later date. Actually, no, they speak <clears throat> English to you, but to his partner is speaking in Balinese. Is Balinese a language? I think so. It is in I this. Indonesian? It is in this, yeah. So they speak Balinese to each other, so... Indonesian might be right, actually. Yeah, but I'm going with Balinese. I prefer okay. that. So you're like, hey, dude, how about a bribe? Yeah, I can do a bribe. That's yeah. my Indonesian impression. <laughs> that would make you nervous. Especially if he talks to him, he talks back, then they both laugh, and they both look at you at the exact same time. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> this dumb white guy thinks that I'm going to help him. <laughs> see if he's got any good stuff first. <laughs> i got to find out what the Indonesian or Balinese word for dumb white person is. They've got to have a nickname for us by now. Like, Australians specifically. There's got to be some derogatory term that Balinese people call Australians. I want to find that out. I want to know how people do an impression of our language 
language in our voice if they don't speak this language. You know how if you're doing like a Chinese person or something, yeah. it's like that ching chong, ching chong. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. How right. would it sound doing like a white Australian? Like, da 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 da. Oh, kangaroo! Boomerang, mate! Hey, mate! Hey, mate! In the movie Ongbok, they had Sam Greco, who's an Australian kickboxer guy, do an Australian, and this is a Thai movie, by Thais, and like they have all the different themes. You've seen Ongbok? Yeah. He's the bear or something. He's a street fighter, freestyle. And the whole time, all he does is go, come on, come on, I'll go ya, come on. I'm like, that's actually strangely so what Thai people would think Australians sound like. Yeah. We say come on way too much. We do say it a lot. From Leighton Hewitt. Yeah, come on, guys. What are you doing? Come on. And that's like our war cry for like, I'll fight ya. Come on. Come on. It's actually embarrassing. Like, that was a really good example because he even did this speech, which I thought was funny because it was written by a Thai person saying what an Australian would say. He goes, come on, fight me. Come on. That's why all your women come to my country and become hookers. Is that what we think? (laughs) Because aren't they all hookers in that country too? This is clearly written from a Thai person's perspective of what Australians think. Because you know Australian guys who go to Thailand think all the women are prostitutes. Because most guys who go to Thailand are pretty bogan. I put them in the same group as like the guys who go to Bali. (laughs) Uh, That's probably what the Balinese would call Australians. FIFOs. FIFOs. Fly in, fly out. Ah. Oh, look at this stupid FIFO. Come on, mate. <laughs> hey. Is that a thing? Or did you make fly- that a FIFO? Uh, fly-, fly-, fly in, fly out. That's what you call mining guys who live somewhere but then work elsewhere. I've uh, never heard that before. Really? No. You're in the right industry then. Uh-huh. If you're in the mining industry, that's common for you. Pretty much anyone who works on site. It's big in Australia because there's like a lot of places where no one lives but we need to build stuff. So we have plenty of guys and they're famous for just being drunk, reckless, and they'll just be mining somewhere in Papua New Guinea so they just rock up and just desecrate everything and just let everyone know that they're Australian <laughs> Aussie 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 come oi, on oi, oi. I'm also ashamed that that's our thing everything that Australia puts out in the world is kind of embarrassing <laughs> UFC came to Australia just recently and you can see like when the Americans come out whatever no one cares Australia comes out Aussie 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 oi, oi. like come on see I get embarrassed by Paul Hogan really yeah well you have the Crocodile Dundee movies they're stupid stereotypes no one's like that and he's started that whole put a shrimp on the barbie and we don't even say shrimp no it's a prawn but he was doing it for americans because they didn't know what a prawn was yeah but now they keep thinking we say that i like paul hogan because he's a good looking tanned aussie he's really cool like everything he does that movie like gang members come and approach him and he's like tougher than them it's like crocodile hunter steve Irwin all over yeah he was also embarrassing but he was a great one to put out in the world would you invade a country thinking that everyone there was like steve Irwin? crikey that's a scary world you rock up with your guns but everyone's there just these little khaki shorts ready to just tackle you and say oh he's really upset now oh I got him they did the Steve Irwin movie did you ever see that yes I did it was <laughs> terrible <laughs> a crocodile ate some diamond or something and some terrorists were trying to chase the diamond that the crocodile had eaten he I ate something I can't remember what he ate I keep trying to remember it but I get it mixed up with Ace Ventura 2 because <laughs> they had the Aussie guy in that it was very much the same all I remember from the actual movie was he did a judo flip of someone on the back of a moving truck. That's all I remember. Well, that's what Steve Irwin's known for. Yeah, judo. <laughs> it's the one where you roll on your back and like put your foot in their chest and flip them over. I saw that and went, hey, you did some judo. Good for him. <laughs> uh, now his son's starting to go on talk shows and stuff. Have you seen that? I haven't heard his son talk yet, but I've seen the ads all the time. He's just like his father. He's trying to do the father? Yeah, pretty much. Cry 
Mikey! Because yeah, I'm Butte Bonza. Also, because the wife or the mother of the kid is American. So you can imagine it's sort of like, come on, be like your father. Bonza! She be apples, mate! <laughs> <laughs> All right, mom. You no, know, because he does it on Jimmy Fallon. He oh. comes on there every now and then. And he brings on a couple of animals and shows them to Jimmy and he sort of gets shocked and reacts because they're like snakes and stuff like that. Yeah, I Kevin Hart was on there once <laughs> with them and he got terrified by everything. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, I think his bit is the black guy who's bad at being a black guy. That is exactly his bit. He tries to be gangster, speaking of gangsters, as hard as he can be, he's this little dude, so you know it's just going to fall apart. It's the cute concept of, even though he says these horrible things, and if a guy who was like three feet taller than him said it, that would be an abomination and unacceptable. But he's kind of harmless, so it's cute and funny. Look, he's trying to be a bad guy, but he just can't do it. (laughs) Even I could beat him up. Exactly. It's the same concept as the, on Family Guy, the really old guy that's a pedophile. Because he couldn't possibly go through with it, it's okay. But if it was like a younger, like more like muscular guy, that would be horrible and uncool. But because they couldn't really go through with it, it's funny that they want to be like horrible people. If I got sent to prison and Kevin Hart was my cellmate, I'd be fine. I'd give him a dress. Yeah. He's my bitch now. I wouldn't enjoy it, but I'd still do it to claim dominance. I'm told that's important. See, if you walked in and your cellmate's first reaction was, ooh, I'm getting laid tonight. (laughs) That's not good. That's not good. (laughs) What's this, the structure of the mafia? We just scroll down the page a little bit and we're down to structure. We all know at the top of the rankings is the boss. That's who I would want to be. I think that's what most people want to be, Ben. Okay, dibs, I call boss. Damn it. Uh, Then there's underboss, which I guess that's like, you know, middle management or like vice president. This is starting to sound like Amway. It does. It's very pyramid-y looking, isn't it? But what have you got near the boss? It's on the same level, the configury. That is the advisor. He's a guy who's not actually in the mafia. He's usually a lawyer of some kind. In fact, a lot of them aren't even Italian. The Godfather went through it with the Irish guy. I forget his name. He's bald. Was the consigliere. Uh, basically just means like advisor. And it's usually someone who's not involved. They're not in the family. They're just like a mate who has legal knowledge or something like that. And it's the side to the boss, like the boss's mate. So that could be your job then if I'm the boss. I'd like that. It feels like, yeah, you, know, you don't have any of the restrictions, but you still get to go to all the parties. And also your hands are clean by the sounds of it. It sounds pretty clean. Yeah. You hang out with unsavory characters and you just be like, yeah, that's a good idea. You should totally do that. <laughs> He's just the guy who just goes, yeah, do it. <laughs> exactly. Everyone needs a friend to egg them on. <laughs> that's how you get to be a boss. You have a mate who's like, yeah, you can do it. Totally do it. He's the guy who when you're like, you're drunk at a party and go, I should streak and run through here naked. You should do that, man. You should totally do it. Best idea you've ever had. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to take my clothes off and jump off the roof. Oh man, I'm going to film it. Go for it, man. You can do it. You will be a legend. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that guy. Man, that would be so cool. Everyone will think you're the coolest guy if you do it. I'm going to start a crime organization network. We have people. We're going to kill lots of people. We're going to stand over and take people's money and sell drugs. You should totally do it. You'll be a legend. Do you reckon if you were going to do something that was mind-blowingly stupid and you told everyone you know, do you think people would tell you that that's stupid or do you think they would just let you do it? I know that there'd be a mixed result because it depends who you say it to. Because there are things that we've talked about doing and you're like, Garth, you have to do that. That is the greatest idea. I'm like, yeah. Then I go home and tell Allie and she has this look on her face. Like I stop talking halfway through because I know she's like, do you really? Are you thinking? Oh, I'm an idiot. But it depends what it comes back to because if I get horribly disfigured, that's funny for you, but she has to live with it. If I came up to you and said, Garth, I have this brilliant opportunity and I'm going to buy a blockbuster video. <laughs> do you let me do that? I don't think I can contain the laughter. <laughs> like, that's something I'd laugh so hard that you wouldn't even need to be told not 
to do it because I can't think of a person you'd tell that to that wouldn't laugh you out of the room. You'd only ever do it out of spite. Like, I'll show all of you. Let's steal money in this. It's a gold mine because everyone's getting out of it. I'll have the market cornered. <laughs> I mean, you'll still rent from me. You'll be my only customer, I think. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I just got the new 8-tracks in. This is some 8mm film. Do you guys have one of those players that plays the 8mm? This would be awesome. I can have all the DVDs I want, though I probably don't want any because I got Netflix. <laughs> You're there in your store watching Netflix? Why is no one coming in my store? Ooh, this is a show I haven't watched. Binge! We should get this into the store. It's a way better selection than we have. Hey, you guys want to rent Netflix from me? I figure I'll make all my money in the late fees, though. That's how you do it. There are things called bodegas, which are basically shops set up to just launder money. If you ever see a blockbuster, you know it's a bodega by now. There's- if it's still in business, yeah. If you see it, it looks really fresh and the sign's new. <clears throat> Everything looks crisp and clean. Like, oh, they're doing something dirty. Does that mean you can go in there and buy, like, drugs or guns or women or something? Bodegas are either a shop where you can go in and buy drugs if you know them and you're cool and you know how to do the handshake or whatever, or it's just a front for them to launder money. Like, it's just a place where they <laughs> say they make business so they can make illegal money legitimate. So you flip a coin, go in there and be like, hey, remember me? Uh-huh. Uh, do you remember this guy? I don't know. Yeah, sure. I'll take $100 worth, please. Just uh-huh. see what they give you. <laughs> you walk out of there with like this woman. <laughs> God, I don't even know what to do with her. If the guy took your 100 bucks and then just went out the back, there'd be that nervous moment of like, what the fuck is he bringing back? <laughs> could be anything. It could be absolutely, because what can you get for 100 bucks? Like, it wouldn't be the best woman they had. No, it couldn't be. It wouldn't be the nicest gun they could sell. I don't know how much heroin costs, but I imagine it's not that much. He just comes out, it's like this brown package. It's wrapped up, so you don't even know. I wouldn't even want to take it out of the store. I don't want my hands on it. You walk out and you open it up and it's just like, I don't know, potpourri. Man, they saw me coming. They're like, I can't believe people keep coming in here thinking we're going to sell them drugs. Idiots. They give you a mogwai from gremlins. It's what Gizmo is before they turn into a gremlin. Is it like a egg? What are they? Are they like little fluff balls? That- yeah, and then the little Furby looking thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm with you now. Gizmo was one of them. Before they get wet or they eat after midnight or something. Yeah, they're eating after midnight. When does that stop? I always wondered that because I go, don't eat them after midnight. <clears throat> but that's the next day. So what, can they eat again at like 6 a.m.? I assume 6. It doesn't have Maybe to be daylight? Because that would change. Maybe sunrise. That would change throughout the year. If you're in like Iceland, that's a long way. I think all gremlins starve to death in Iceland and Norway. That's like six months they're not allowed to eat. Okay, so yeah, the boss with his advisor, the underboss, which after him, it all flags out. The boss just talks to the underboss. That'd be nice. And then what have you got under here? The capo. They're just called capos for slang, but capo regime. That's like a captain. It's Italian for captain. They're the guys who run the crews. See how cool is that? I have a crew. I've always wanted a crew. And under them, they have their soldiers who then talk to their associates. What's the difference between a soldier and associate? A soldier is a made man. So an associate is a guy who's not actually in the mafia, but he's involved. I could do that. Yeah. In fact, that's the only job we could do. To be a soldier, you actually have to be Italian. So what do I do? Do I get money? Not as much as everyone else, but I still get money. Oh, you go and do all the stuff that they wouldn't touch their hands on, even though they have the law backing them up. And they go, you go kill that guy and then go do this. And we might whack you if we get nervous about you and then give us most of your money. And I don't want 
want that job. That job sucks. And I'm going back to boss. Let's stick to boss and uh, advisor. It's very Italian. The rules are to be a made man. You have to be Italian. I think it says somewhere on the father's side, but generally it's you got to be very Italian. We should start a mafia where you have to have some German in you. The name like Roar. I can like, get that. We can get that in. You can't be completely German. No, we don't do 100%. Too Nazi. We do that. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Aryans already have their little brotherhood. Yeah, you have to have hair. <laughs> yeah, if you shave your head, if you're balding, that's okay, but you have to keep that horseshoe thing. And 50% to like 136th German. <laughs> uh, we'll be called the Mongrel Mob. You've well, thought about this. You've already got a name. <laughs> das Mongrel Mobs, because it's German. Das Mongrel Mob. Yeah, but it's not that German. It does sound scary. Mongrel Mob is very strange sounding. People are like, what, it's a bunch of bogans? Das Mongrel Mob. Now you're confused. Instantly, I think it's more organized than a Mongrel Mob. <laughs> They've got their shit together. So the German language is very scary. If we could learn German and yell that at people. I know, right? Because it's like, Eins, fein, drei. That's scary. And that's just counting to three. I know, right? <laughs> like, Jesus, what do you want? But I mean, all our fathers said, I'll count to three. That's probably a scary thing. Like there are probably German listeners right now going, what do you want, dad? I'll clean my room. <laughs> counting to three is very scary. Actually, now I think about it. Okay, so French. Un, de. No, it doesn't have the same ring, does it? Yeah, you got Spanish. Uno, dos, tres. Cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis. It sounds like a song starting when the when the Spanish or Italians say it. Yeah, well, you are pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs> All the girlies do say. <laughs> what else do I know? There's Japanese, which is Ichi, ichi. Ni Sun. Ichi Ni Sun. Like, no, it doesn't. Nah, have... It sounds too cartoony, too anime. We only know one, two, three. That's scary because <clears throat> we've had it beaten into us. I think German does take it. You know when they break it down to halves, you're winning. Though. Yes. Like if someone says I'm going to count to three, and then they're like two and a half, two and three quarters. Uh, rituals. That's fun. The commonly known thing of to join the mafia to be a made man you have to what's called burn the saint which means they give you a little card with like a saint on it because they're all catholic yeah. by the way I, I think i've ranted about this before catholics make good organized crime well lots of rituals if rituals are apart catholics have that nailed they have the right sort of attitude to it you can do whatever you want and then apologize and god will forgive you as long as you cry later which you probably will because they're very emotional people they cry anyways whereas if you go on the protestant side of things they're a bit more put together and sensible you don't see a lot of protestants organizing drive-bys they don't do car bombs no that's the irish they love a good car bomb they love a bomb blowing stuff up it's the catholic in them so the one initiation i've never understood is that beatdown thing oh wait to join the crew we all have to kick the crap out of you yeah i don't understand that at all that makes no sense how does that prove anything oh you're our enemy we're gonna beat you up oh you want to be our friend we're gonna beat you up <laughs> it's a little confusing i'm a journalist trying to sneak my way into the gang and they beat me up i was like oh my god they found me up and they're like all right we beat you up you're cool what well that's part of the thing with humidor with making like the youtube videos when we start getting more people in we're sort of like well in order to be in this you gotta let garth and i beat you up which is fun like it's great for us and they kind of find it hilarious because we're like ah, ah, ah. and they're like okay well when's the beatdown start hey son you're clearly cool you're in the gang oh they're a hot ass oh, oh they can take a beat down my hands they hurt <laughs> i would love to be a director or someone in hollywood so powerful that that's how you get in my movies you gotta let me beat you up. I reckon Steven Spielberg should pull that move. Him and George Lucas. Oh, you want to be in the next Indiana Jones? Circle up, guys. We're beating
beating him up. Well, if Steven Spielberg went up to you and said, yeah, Garth, you can be in my next movie. It'd be good to let me beat you up. Yes, please. I'll beat myself up for you because I reckon <laughs> I could do a better job at it than you. <laughs> You're all like weedy and old. Like, come on. You don't have the strength. I'll go find someone. Where's Dwayne the Rock Johnson? He can beat me up for you. I'd even let Michael Bay beat me up to be in his movie. <laughs> That'd be more funny than anything, though. Yeah, I'd probably explode. <laughs> oh, that's a special effect added later. You'll be fine. <laughs> Is there a plot to this beatdown? Yeah, there's a big explosion. <laughs> and then a truck comes through the wall. It's all... <laughs> Still we want to be in his movies desperately. Oh, uh, yeah. If you're listening, Michael, think about me in the next one. Or me. <laughs> More me. Could do both. <laughs> I'll beat Ben up for you. I'll let Ben beat me up for you. You just tell us who beats up what and we'll have it done. Put me in your movie. Uh, I'll be the explosion. Fuck being beaten up. I'll beat you off if you let me be in the movie. <laughs> Uh, so mafia rules and customs, eh? So this is some rules they've got down. Omoyata. There's a lot of words in this that aren't English. I think that it's an absolute shame that the people who are listening can't see the little hand gestures that you do every time we hit an Italian sounding word. You don't even have to have me describe it. You know the Italian hand gesture. <laughs> kind of like Mussolini without the touching the chin thing. Omoyata. It's times at that I wish that we did a video podcast. <laughs> this and the Terminator thing that I do every time. Do, do, do. Thumb goes down. Yeah, so a murder. Code of silence is what it means. I know you're all waiting with bated breath for the meaning of it. Which You weren't meant to tell anyone about that. Oh, crap. You're a snitch. Oh, no. Snitches get stitches. So that's rule one. So rule one, you don't talk about Fight Club. All right. So rule two is obviously going to be a murder with an exclamation point. Oh, no, it's not. They only needed to say it once. (laughs) Everyone got it after the first time. So code of silence. Never talk to the authorities. I do like that they say authorities because if you're in the mafia. The boss is your authority. They mean cops, but they've written the word authorities. That means you can't tell the godfather. You cannot tell your mum. And yeah, don't even tell your teachers at school. Complete silence. Just don't talk. Rule number two. Ethnicity. This is what we said earlier. Only men of Italian descent through their father's lineage allowed to become full members. That's racist. And sexist. Yeah, but I'm less mad about that. By today's standards, that's just completely unacceptable. Mm. That's probably why the mafia fell apart and doesn't have the same power it used to have, is because today they're like, well, you know, you can only get in if your father's Italian. Dude, trigger warning. That's not cool. You need to be more like woke, man. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, let them all in. Yeah, man, from Jamaica. I'm the new Italian Don. This guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> Which they have had because a lot of the mafia guys that were big in the like 60s went through being Dons all through the 80s and 90s, and they were dude in wheelchairs with oxygen tanks all very old and frail and these are like the most powerful people in the world yet they're still wearing like bathrobes <laughs> in fact there was a Don they called him the raincoat Don because he used to walk around with a raincoat all the time it was not raining isn't that creepy it is a little weird and did he, he did... have anything on under it because if he didn't that's creepy that's an accident waiting to happen no they say he did it because he was old and he wanted people to think he was just some crazy old man incapable of doing all this stuff which that's what a... worked it kept him out of prison that's one thing to do too. If you're a hard ass at the bottom, you're an associate. You've got to have a reputation. You've got to look hard. But if you're the guy at the top, you have to look so innocent. So incapable. But then, when you're in your closed meetings with your guys, you have to be that scary. Like Mr. Burns in the meeting. Well, that's my plan. If there was ever like a apocalypse or like zombie apocalypse, any sort of apocalypse where the world's a wasteland. I'm dressing like a priest. Because trust- people, they'll probably be fine to a priest. And they'll think I'm harmless. Couldn't hurt anyone. Which really? is pretty much true, actually. <laughs> but then they won't expect it when we steal their cans of baked beans. 
beans. That's it. That's all I'm after. Big beans. All right. Next, number three is family secrets. Members are not allowed to talk about family business to non-members. Don't you ever talk about my business. Isn't that a mortar? Well, that's don't talk to authorities. This is don't talk to people who aren't authorities either. Basically, just don't talk. I figure there should just be one rule though. You're right. Yeah, they're kind of overdoing it. Just <clears throat> shut your mouth. So that's the thing. They made it rule one and rule three and just put like another rule in the middle. <laughs> Fight Club at least did it rule one and two. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> rule one, don't talk about it. Rule two, only ethnicities. Rule three, don't talk about it. Aren't they the same? Hey, I told you not to talk about it. <laughs> Very clever. If rule five is don't talk about it, I'll be annoyed. <laughs> that's all you really need to have a successful mafia. Everyone shut up. Do you know what you're doing? Only talk about business to the person that it's relevant to and then go about beating people up or whatever it is that makes you money. That's how I wonder how people get done in stings. If you and I had murdered somebody and then you turned up and just so happened to want to have a conversation about that murder. Hey, do you want to talk about that guy we murdered and go through some of the details again? I'm like, no, I never want to talk about that again. That's how we get caught. Hey, Guth, why do you have like a flower on your coat pocket? I don't know. Just talk into it. Just talk into it. <laughs> Testing one, two, three. Hey, you want to brag about your crimes? <laughs> Even throwing some I don't know about. That's fine. Don't you want to be a big man and impress me? It'd have to be something pretty bad. <laughs> Something that would get you like five years, otherwise they'll give me nothing. I mean, nothing. And that's another thing too. You've hit the nail on the head again. When people say like, have you killed someone? There's two reactions to that that have nothing to do with the truth. Firstly, anyone who says they've killed someone, they're only saying it because they want to be a badass. People who say they have probably haven't. Anyone who actually did, who's smart, will never ever mention it again. So the best answer, if someone says, have you ever murdered someone? Oh, you know, man, sometimes you got to do what you do. That's what I say. <laughs> Yeah, you do say that and that does make me believe you've never killed anyone. I know, right? That sounds like the biggest pussy answer ever. Not even willing to say you did it. That's kind of like if you go on a date with a girl and you didn't get to have sex with her, but people go like, so did you get to have sex with her? And I don't want to lie. Oh, a gentleman but... never tells. Ah, uh, he didn't. He totally didn't. Damn it, no, no. Just sort of believe that I might have. How do I say maybe? <laughs> just say you did it. I don't want to go into the graphic details of my sordid behavior. You didn't even kill. Yes, no, I didn't. Gave us some chocolates. Does that count? It is annoying when you're trying to lie, but the person you're lying to has completely called you on it. It's the moment they put out like, no, you actually have to say it. And that's probably the best way to deal with it too. No, you physically have to say that you did it or I will not believe you. In fact, if you say you did it, you're going to have to really stress the point for me to even believe you. At that point, I'm figuring I'm in deep and I just stick to my story. Just Regardless st of evidence, stick to your story. That's how Bill Clinton got out of it. That's the Dave Chappelle thing. The opposite of when people say you slept with a girl that you didn't? How cool do you have to be to be like, look, no, I didn't sleep with her. Like, have you ever been accused of sleeping with someone you didn't? No. It's really easy to lose your cool. Like, I didn't touch her! I kill you! What do you want from me, you bastards, you pricks? I wouldn't touch that! Because, like, the other way, it's more desperate. This way, you're just angry. Like, no, don't accuse me of that. I'm getting angry because I'm trying to prove I didn't. Number four. Blood for blood. Oh, that's a good sounding one. It is cool. If a family member is killed by another member, no one can commit murder in revenge unless the boss gives permission. So, oh, so as the boss I get to decide who kills who. Within the family, yeah. It's like if your dad was like, yeah, you can kill your brother. I'd be like, I'm in over my head. Garth, help me. <laughs> You're my advisor. Um, oh, I'm that guy. <laughs> Eeny, meeny, miny, shoot him. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. So mo? <laughs> yeah, mo. Yeah, not eeny or meeny. You wouldn't want me as advisor. Man, you want to be safe. You got to be like really sure of yourself. Kill them both. <laughs> Just kill everyone. It'll be hilarious. You'll be a legend. <laughs>
I do kind of feel that a lot of like mafia organized crime is just idiot males egging each other on. You got rule number five, no fighting amongst members. From fist fights to knife fights. Okay, so these are all kind of the same. You're not allowed to kill each other or fight. But then they say number four, if a family member is killed by another member, then you can't kill him. But then the first guy couldn't kill in the first place. How did that even happen? It's kind of this weird rule. If someone does something bad, you can't do anything bad to them until we decide. Why was he allowed to do the bad thing in the first place? This makes no sense. Well, he's not allowed to. The boss will deal with it. Not you. That sounds nice. Oh, good. It's not my problem. <laughs> he killed my brother. Okay. Well, I'm sure justice will prevail. I mean, I'm in the mafia. I know that justice prevails all the time. I've been through courts and in and out in a second. So if your brother is killed by a fellow gang member, then I'll deal with it, sort it out, and decide what justice happens. And I, I find... mean, obviously he'll be punished. <laughs> hey, Actually, wait, it does depend which one of your brothers. That would be a very big <laughs> if, wouldn't it? <laughs> I do like they say, no fighting from fist fights to knife fights. But anything like bats, that's fine. Shootouts, that's cool. You can shoot them, but don't kill them. Oh, no, that's fists to knife fights. Yeah, and anything in between the two. It so doesn't you can talk do about, guns. Yeah, you can shoot each other with guns as long as you're not trying to kill them, because that would mm. do rule four. So you can shoot them in the kneecap. I could totally, like, walk through these rules. Oh, uh, you got us on a technicality. And, you know, the mafia is quite stringent on technicalities. <laughs> we don't just kill people because we're nervous about them. Six is tribute. This is just a tribute. You gotta believe me, and I wish you were there. It's just a matter of opinion. Oh, wait, no, this is something different. Yeah, this is not the greatest podcast in the world. It's no. a tribute to it. It's a tribute. Maybe it's a tribute to the best website in the world, hey, Wikipedia. I think it is. All right. Sure, that can be the show's opinion. It should be, because that's what we make the whole show about. I think so. <laughs> No, no, this is the worst ever. We're just going to keep plowing through. <laughs> All right, so tribute. you got to pay the people who are above you. Every month, members must pay the boss, also giving the boss a cut of any side deals. Which is interesting. you got to give him a cut on the stuff he's involved in. Oh, but if you're doing other stuff, you got to give him money for that too. So if you've done some stand-up gigs and they've paid you, you just got to give your boss that as well. That's true. Like, if they had, like, a regular job, they'd probably still... You know, you worked in the restaurant last week, didn't you? Yeah, but I was helping my friend out and he gave me... Yeah, you got to give some of your wage. Hmm. Oh, horrible. It's a tribute. Actually, with managers, if you have an entertainment manager or a talent manager, they take a percentage of gigs you get yourself too. That is a tribute. They get your gigs, but if you get gigs on your own, you still have to pay them. Oh, that sucks. I know. Work. I know, right? Next one is number seven, adultery. You're not allowed to have <laughs> sex with any other member's wives. Well, it says you're not allowed to commit adultery with any other member's wife. If you're single, you're not committing the adultery. She is. Oh, that's a good point. There's a technicality. Oh, what a loophole. As the boss, I would accept that. <laughs> and I, as your advisor, would agree. <laughs> Come on, he slept with my wife. He did it right in front of me in my bed, in front of my children. Yeah, but he's single. You really should be talking to your wife about this, okay? Yeah, that's on the, you. She's the adulteress. <laughs> and she's not in the mafia because she's a girl. You do bring up a good point. As the advisor, I'm going to say that we bring up this whole sexist hiring regime. We're limiting now numbers. What if you have like some dude who's hitting on your wife so you just initiate him into the gang? Now you can't. Haha, <laughs> we're safe. I made you ever more powerful by putting you in the gang so now I can... Uh. Rule 8 is weird. It seems like a really weird gang rule that I wouldn't have guessed would be in there at all. It's unlike all the others. No facial hair. What? Though it says in the rules members are not allowed to grow mustaches. Part of the mustache peat way. What the hell is the mustache peat way? I kind of feel like... Okay. 
mustache Pete would have a mustache? Yeah, I'm assuming there's going to be some... There's no picture. No, uh, it, mustache Pete is the name given to members in the Sicilian Mafia who came to the United States as adults in the early 20th century. So it's just a bunch of guys who had mustaches, I'm guessing. But you're not allowed to grow facial hair. That's one of the rules. Maybe they made it <coughs> as a rule. They're like, we all stand out because we've got mustaches. I'll tell you what, we'll fit in by shaving our mustaches. No one will be able to identify us. Because <laughs> I have a beard, so I couldn't be in yeah. the mob. You'd have to shave. If I have a lazy week, I'd yeah. be kicked out. Do your sideburns count? Oh, well, they say mustache, but they say no facial hair. Like, where does the face start? What if I did the Amish thing where I just shaved the mustache off? Yeah, you just have a chin strap or something. I have tried that. It looks stupid. <laughs> and these days it's a bit more Muslim-y than you'd probably be willing to commit to. I've always wanted to do, like, a little video that just had different styles of my facial hair. Because I can do, like, evil Ben, mustache Ben. <laughs> just to have a little catalog. Crazy sideburns Ben. I think every guy does that when you haven't shaved for a couple of weeks and you shave. You do this bit by bit. Okay, I get rid of the cheek first and then maybe the mustache or I'll keep the mustache. I'll do like a soul patch. I constantly call in Ali or Sweetie, look what I did. Yeah, I know you're shaving. No, no, but look, you showed me like two minutes ago and I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, I do that too. I do the little designs and see what I would look like. Huh? I can't grow a mustache because I look like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I don't look good with just a mustache. Yeah. I it... think rarely do people. Yeah. Just Tom Selleck, Burt Reynolds and that was it. There was a time in life, like the 70s was a great time to have a mustache. I am noticing a lot of guys have mustaches these days. Some of them can pull it off. I am not one of them. That's just how I roll. Though they do have what looks like an unofficial rule nine, which is homosexuality is reportedly incompatible with the American mafia code of conduct. Which is funny because it's not in any of the rules. So you can punch a dude in the face, but you can't suck his dick. That's right. Because we're men. And they say that there's a guy in 1992, John Di Amato, acting boss of the Di Cavalacanti family, was killed when his family learned of his sexual relationships with other men. So there was a boss who they killed because he was gay. But then he's the boss. So doesn't he have final say? You can't kill a family man without discussing the boss. He's there like sucking a guy's dick and they're like, boss, you're gay. We need to take you out. We need your permission. No, it's okay. It's okay. As his advisor, I'm going to allow this. <laughs> You're bringing it back to the gangsters. We have DMX. He has a song called Where's the Hood At? And there is a lyric in there where I think it's something like, have no love for homo thugs. Wow. Yeah. He just put that out there. Yeah, because how are you going to explain fucking a man? Because even if we squash the beef, I'm going to be shaking your hand. Ooh. That's the line. And I'm just, I remember wow. hearing that and going, oh, wow, that wouldn't land today. DMX is old school, meaning he's a bit of a prick then. Because <laughs> I love DMX. I love his music. I love his voice. Y'all go make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. <laughs> X gon' give it to ya. He gon' give it to ya. Duke's gon' give it to you. Yeah, DMX is good. But yeah, apparently he doesn't like the gay people, huh? Nah, a bit of a homophobe. I can't shake his hand. I think it's funny too that like, you'll shake a woman's hand. Did she not possibly do the exact same thing as a gay guy? <laughs> What's your problem? It's weird to put that line in it. <laughs> I'll touch a woman that's touched a dick, but I won't touch a guy who's touched a dick. Just no. Well, is it because women are more cleanly? Like they're more likely to wash their hands after they're done? Whereas a gay guy is just gonna be like any other man just walking around with just like jizz on him. Like, even straight guys got like just jizz running down their leg, you know, they ain't gonna clean it up. Well, that is with mafia and gangsters and all stuff like that. They are very homophobic. It's yes. still not an industry where it's got equal rights in homosexuality. I know, they really have to take it to the courts for that, don't they? For yeah. equal opportunity. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna enforce it. It's funny though, because we're just talking about prison. It seems to completely swap over. Yeah. In fact, there are some famous gay gangsters, and they're probably the scariest ones. Well, they got more to prove. They got more to prove, and they're more willing to do things to you. That's not fun. Yeah, like, 
you go to prison and like I do know that they've made a big deal about mafia guys are completely exempt from any of that like you know a guy's gonna like do something to you because they got their own little section and you don't mess with mafia guys but as a general rule don't mess with mafia people <laughs> good rule but then you go to prison it's a little different these days I don't think they have the power they used to I'm sure there's a prison somewhere where an Italian guy has been put in that situation well you saw Oz didn't you oh yeah that happened there's there was... the little Italian dude he got raped in that repeatedly pretty much everyone in that show did pretty much except the big black guy funnily enough yeah and O'Reilly yes the smart Irishman he managed to make it through that show pretty clean spoilers because he's dark Irish with sideburns I like him <laughs> if you're gonna go to prison you either have to be a really big black guy or a sideburned Irish guy otherwise you're screwed oh shit I'm screwed I have a chance <laughs> <laughs> that's right you're a big black guy that's right <laughs> just call me out of BC that was a good show frightening because every time you watch a prison thing you're like alright how can I fit in like Orange is the New Black is great because you watch and you're like it's kind of nice if anything it's just a little bitchy <laughs> you know oh we, we're not really happy at the moment but we'll talk about it and get over it you watch Oz like alright how do I survive in prison and the answer is there's nothing you can do you're gonna be beaten raped and most likely killed the episodes felt long I remember you sit there and think like how many episodes have I watched I'm like oh shit this is the first one they always came on late on SBS and it was after South Park yes because you start it and you go oh yeah I'll just watch this and they do two episodes in a row so you start going oh yeah I'll just watch this and then the next one comes on you're like it's like 2am <laughs> I have to go to work tomorrow and I'm not sleeping after watching this I'm scared to sleep tonight okay. Schillinger might get me oh god I also I'm on the top bunk in my bedroom no, that was a good show but is it if we went to prison and we got to join a gang is it the white supremacy gang is that the only option we've really got I think so I might be able to talk the Irish guys to letting me in I mean first of all let's back up this is Australia none of that exists we don't really have organised organised crime like our organised crime doesn't disorganised really... crime yeah we got disorganised crime we got bogans who like you know do ram raids but if I was sent to an American prison then I'd have to join the white supremacists I'm pretty sure that's your best bet the German might just get you in there because in the other gangs if I had to get a tattoo I could probably explain that away <laughs> but if I got a big swastika everyone knows what that means you just gotta turn it into a windmill when you get out <laughs> no I just love Holland I'll make it a windmill and around it will be a bunch of people dancing all of different colours <laughs> just to make sure holding hands <laughs> then you go back to prison I gotta put a swastika on the windmill and I've gotta set all the non-white people around it on fire now this white guy is stabbing this black guy in it uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to get really creative when I get released <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do after this I just better not get caught I think it's symbolism in murders is that when they put a horse's head in your bed well that's the godfather one yes when they kill them and they want to send the message which so, if someone killed my horse like, that would send a pretty good message I don't even have a horse I'd be so confused but that was just <laughs> I'd be like where'd this horse come from where'd the rest of it go <laughs> why didn't I wake up when they came in the room do you know how hard it would be to like that's a heavy object a horse's head they weigh a bit you're telling me that guy didn't wake up okay so Shannon gets up to pee in the middle of the night you wake up to that maybe not when she gets up but when she definitely gets back in the bed you wake up to that you're telling me a guy came into my room put a smelling piece of flesh because horses stink and cut open animal smell and it weighs a lot you put that in my bed it's gonna soak and like have flies and I'm not gonna wake up is he on ambient what if we were some of the associates and they gave us this horse's head and said all you have to do is put it in this guy's bed we've got a key to his place just go in while he's asleep put it in his bed leave easy that's not easy no well we're gonna have to hang out with him first and like I don't know drug him or something can we put it in his bed before he goes to sleep oh how about we put it in his dishwasher <laughs> come on you wouldn't be freaked out you open up your dishwasher there's a horse's head 
get in there? Come on! It's gonna smell up the flow of the water for a while. He'll remember us. But that was specifically a symbol that wasn't involving murder because the guy woke up. Uh, this that's is, true. This is they things... don't wake up in the murder ones. <laughs> Very rare. It's usually a failed attempt if that happens. So they found a guy who they tortured him. They found that he'd been killed. He'd been shot three times behind the right ear and once behind the left. Imagine the <clears> detail. <throat> I want you to shoot him three times behind one ear and one behind the other. Hang on, I'm going to get a pen. I need to write this down. This is getting <laughs> complicated. It was probably really specific instructions. They showed that a rope had been tied around his neck, wrists and ankles, most of his neck and face bones shattered. So, you know, they crushed his face. He'd been suffocated, beaten, repeatedly stabbed and shot and was found in a garbage bag with $300 stuffed up his ass. As huh. a sign, he had become greedy. How many times did I just say things that kill people? Yeah, I know, right? You can't be all of them. He had a lot of causes of death. Was the money shoved up there before he died or after he died? He might crap it out because when you die, don't you crap yourself? That sounds like a post-mortem kind of thing. <laughs> you have to put it back in. Can't we just use another $300? <laughs> That's kind of gross, man. Yeah, I'm happy to ditch that. And I can imagine us doing this right now. The boss told us to put 300 up there. Can it be your money? I'm not wasting money. Come on, no one's going to get this back. <laughs> we got to spend 300 dollars on a guy who already stole from us? <laughs> he wants us to shove $500 up there. Well, I've got three. <laughs> <laughs> he gave us $500 to shove up there. Just put 300 up there. No one's gonna know. <laughs> it's not like they're gonna report that. Oh, man. He said 300 bucks. I only brought coins. <laughs> <laughs> Just slotting them in one by one. Ting, ting, ting. That would be great for the autopsy. <laughs> Especially if the doctor who does the autopsy likes to play the pokies. He slices it and ching, 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 ching. I won! Jackpot. <laughs> That's a horrible list of things to happen. Because how can you be suffocated, beaten, stabbed, and shot? If he was shot behind the ears, how was he suffocated? Did they shoot him after he was dead? Did the guys go, we were told to do this list of things? Oh, we shot him, he's dead. Well, you can still suffocate him. Or well, do you think they suffocated him and went, he's dead, but then it just turned out he was alive. I'm like, oh, just stab him. That'll kill him. <laughs> they, I don't know, shoot him a couple of times. It was just a bunch of really, like, haphazard guys. The boss just told us to kill him, but we kept failing. <laughs> I don't know. I stabbed him a bunch of times. He didn't die. So we punched his face in, but he didn't die. So we tried to suffocate him. He didn't die. And then we shot him behind the ears. He didn't die. Eventually, we just shoved $300 up his ass and he just died from that. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's how you kill people these days. I got to stop killing people. I'm running out of money. I only get paid 200 for the hit. And I had to buy a garbage bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the next one? An undercover cop tried to infiltrate the crime family. He was known as Sonny. Black had his hands severed after he was killed. This is a mafia guy brought an undercover cop in, so they cut his hands off for bringing a cop in. He brought in Donnie Brasco. Wasn't that a movie? Yeah, that's the Johnny Depp one. That's not Johnny Depp, that's a different guy. No, that's totally Johnny Depp. That's got Joe Pesci in it. They all have Joe Pesci in them. <laughs> I'm telling you, Donnie Brasco, look it up. Donnie Brasco was Johnny it had Depp. Re- no, it had Ray Liotta. No, that's uh, Goodfellas. Wait, maybe I'm thinking of Sepico. No, Sepico, wasn't that Al Pacino? I don't know. Just look up Donnie Brasco and prove yeah. it already. Uh, so, Donnie. Brasco. Came out in 1997. See, Johnny Depp and Al Pacino. They have Johnny Depp in it. And Al Pacino? See, there you go. Huh. Yeah, you're thinking of Goodfellas. I might be thinking of Goodfellas. And also every other mafia movie that was ever made. Yeah, Ray Liotta's not in it. And neither's Joe Pesci. Yeah, no, this was more of a serious one and less of a cool, let's bash him up ones. It's about a cop trying to infiltrate. And apparently the guy who got him in got his hands cut off. There you go. But after he died. I could deal with that. Because that's weird. Like, well, he's dead. We'll cut his hands off. Send the message. Why do you need to send a message to someone who's dead? Well, they kill him and they're just like oh shit we went to cut his hands
hands off. Just, just do it now. Just, I like that they clearly found out in the autopsy, like, no, this was definitely done after it was dead because <laughs> they can tell things like that. Do you reckon the boss was like, I told you guys, before he dies, cut his hands off. Oh my God, they can tell these things? <laughs> now that autopsy guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I totally cut his hands off beforehand. I see they didn't find the $300. Okay, and the last one they have in the list here. Guy had a dead canary shoved in his mouth after he was shot to death. That signifies that he was a stool pigeon. He was a snitch. And he had been stabbed and shot in both eyes, which they just add that at the end. Like it's like not even relevant. So they're torturing people after they die. Is that what a symbolism and murder is? Well, what's the point? I can understand we want this guy to die painfully because we're bad people. But like he was killed and then they shoved a canary in his mouth and they stabbed and shot both eyes. Do you shoot or stab first? I feel like you have to stab first because if you're shot, there'd be nothing to stab. Look, I know we were told to shove this canary up his ass. <laughs> but when we did it with the $300, that was just awful, unpleasant. We all hated it. Just put it in his mouth. No one will know the difference. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, that autopsy guy is probably going to rat us out again, but whatever. I told you guys. <laughs> I'm going to have to have a nasty talk with that autopsy guy. Look, uh, you're bringing a lot of my hard work under our criticism from the boss, you know? Just say that we stabbed him in the eyes before he died. <laughs> Stabbed and shot in both eyes too. Yeah, you'd have to stab him first and then shoot. Because if you shoot someone in the eye, they're probably dead. So the second eye is kind of redundant. <laughs> Maybe if you have a short knife, you can stab him in both eyes. That's pretty horrible. But then you got to pick the eye to shoot him in and then shove the canary in. I mean, because you don't want to shoot the canary by accident. We only brought one canary and we can't wreck it. See, when I think of eye stabbing, I always think of... Did you ever see that obscure Phantom movie? Phantom. Purple guy. Had Billy Zane, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes, that horrible piece of crap yes there was a thing they had where the bad guy had a microscope and when you adjusted the lenses some blades came out and oh. would stab you in the eyes so he gets someone and goes do you mind taking a look at this for me <laughs> and they had a look and they adjust the focus and stab themselves in the eyes oh that's clever that's a clever thing but you don't want to leave that lying around no no that scene's always stuck with me though I don't remember much else of the movie and it reminds me of the Batman with Heath Ledger when he does the pencil trick it's the pencil sitting up and now you see it now you don't and he shoves it through the guy's eye and he was dead from a pencil like, John Wick style most likely if they stabbed him in the eye they died from the stabbing then they had to shoot them just seems a bit redundant I do like that they had to say it was a dead canary well it probably wasn't dead when it went in they shot the canary while it was in his mouth <laughs> they screwed it up feathers everywhere the boss is like I said a live canary it was alive when I put it in there I swear to God boss <laughs> You got a list of mafia families, which you feel if they were doing their job properly. They wouldn't have this list? Yeah. None of your business is what it would say. <laughs> what do you need to know for, huh? If people know that they're in crime families, enough to put them on a Wikipedia page, why don't the cops just go onto this page and go, all right, we'll go around to this place, this place, and this place. Like something's awry when you're one of these guys who your picture is on Wikipedia. Don Vito Genovus. Maybe they get away with it because no one can pronounce the last name. Yeah, the cop just looks and goes, ugh, I to write that a million times in the paperwork. I'm not doing this. It's impossible to read the Miranda rights because you can't say their name. <laughs> Just let him go. Whatever. So do you know any of these people? Like the Chicago outfit? Oh yeah, we're good friends. The Cleveland crime family? Oh, I can never go back to Cleveland. Kansas City crime family. That sounds a little urban. I like that there's like Denver and Dallas. At some point, some of these can't be Italian, right? They're the five families of New York. Which that's a big one, which they talk about the commission, mm. which is all the families got together. The Lucchese's, the Gin 
the daisies, the campinos, the columbos, the bananos. That sounds like banana. <laughs> Do not mock them. Yeah, they're going to kill you. You've already gone too far. Now, if I was going to be a don of a family, I'd like to have a funny family name, like the fuzzy gorilla family. Go on, make fun of us. We dare you. The pink tutus. <laughs> that does bring up a good question, though, because it's always a family business. Most family businesses historically don't get down to the third generation because they're usually idiots by that stage. And we do see this in the family in the mafia. They kind of don't travel well from one to the next. But imagine that. You've got kids and you're like, all right, well, you got to take over the family business. Want me to show you how to like shoot someone in the eyes after stabbing them? Get the canary. Get the canary, kids. Why does dad always get birds to live it on Fridays? <laughs> practice. You got to practice till you get it right, kids. Apparently they've done stuff with the US government. I'll bet they have. They tried to assassinate Fidel Castro. Now they tried to give him an exploding cigar at one stage. That's genius. Also hilarious. <laughs> it didn't work. It wasn't Cuban enough. I love that idea though, that like the CIA, they start wars, they assassinate people all the time. They're like, all right, how are we going to get Fidel Castro? I don't know, you want to talk to like some criminals or something? <laughs> we can't seem to get close to him. Can you guys help us out here? Well, they'd be buying coke off him, would they? They'd be doing something. I know that something came from Cuba. But isn't transporting anything out of Cuba illegal because they got an embargo or something? At least they did in the 60s. I don't yeah. know if they still do. I think they still do. Or there's some weird thing about it. I had a friend who went to Cuba recently. They're famous for only having Cadillacs, like really old Buicks or something. And everyone knows that if you go to Cuba, all the cars are just these old cars from the 50s and 60s before the trade embargo. But now they're those cars and a bunch of Chinese cars because China doesn't care. They'll trade to Cuba. What's America going to do to China? <laughs> so you see like a Cadillac and a, like a Sang Yang <laughs> <laughs> driving around. Everyone's yeah. quite okay. The yin and yang. <laughs> Cute. So what did you think of this page? Well, once we got into it, it's quite interesting. I learned some things I didn't know. I learned that I want to be an advisor. There's a lot of Italian names in this. A lot of impronounceable stuff. I'd have to give this an Al Capone out of a possible dead canary in the mouth. Because <laughs> it sounds so cool. I thought, American Mafia, we could talk about this. This is going to be great. This is going to be as great as like finding a dead guy with a canary in his mouth. Also mm. dead. But it's more Al Capone. It's what you see is what you get. We kind of already knew everything. Well, I already knew everything. You, uh, not so much. But you know who no, I Cap learnt. Yeah, you learnt. I did enjoy learning that they're not allowed to have facial hair. Yeah. So I can't be a gangster or a mafia guy. Not without a shave, you won't. No, screw it. That sounds too hard. Which, now I'm going to watch all those movies again. Because, you know, you don't look for moustaches in movies. But maybe someone has one that I didn't see. The one thing did trouble me recently with thinking of my beard. Where I was thinking of all the guys who are sex symbols these days. None of them have beards. Yep, that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, I should shave. Hemsworth guy. He usually has a beard, doesn't he? Does he? I don't know. I thought he did. Well, does Chris Hemsworth, do people think he's better looking with a beard or without a beard? I don't think it matters if he has a beard or not. He's not good looking because of the beard. <laughs> the beard is irrelevant. So what you're saying is I look like Chris Hemsworth. That's exactly what I'm saying, Ben. <laughs> do not shave the beard. It's the only thing you have in common with him. The thing that they could take or leave. <laughs> and that's what I thought of this page. It's like Chris Hemsworth with or without a beard. Who gives a crap, right? <laughs> but it was interesting. What did you think, Ben? I enjoyed this page. I think I'll give it 100% Mostly because I don't want to fuck with the mafia So it's that 100 out of 100 though. Oh, I should have thought of that Yeah, yeah uh, No, go 100% Does that have to be It can be out of Into 100% Yeah Whatever, Whatever. It can be out of anything Whatever it is I can give it 100% Because I don't want the mafia to fuck with me I'd give the same rating to like hackers as well <laughs> Actually, I'd give them 110% Not to offend the mafia Like if you're gonna do anything Garth, he mostly took the shots at you Yeah, I'm not starting a car ever again <laughs> That's the end of it <laughs> I'm not even gonna start a lawnmower ever again. Weed whacker, whippersnippers, anything that needs to be started. I'm not going to turn a computer on. The rest of my life, 
I am scared. So what I enjoy, yeah, I enjoyed talking about Al Capone and the structure. I like the little tree that it basically works like Amway. The boss basically gets all the money. You don't want to be the associates. Oh, and the rules were cool. And the fact that I can't be one because I have a beard. And we're not Italian. But I'd probably just get a dead canary shoved in my mouth anyway, so it's fine. At best, you'll get a dead canary. That's probably like old hand now. They're like, canary? No, we shove ostriches in mouth now. See, I'd probably rather the $300 up the ass than a dead canary in the mouth. Really? Probably. Money feels like it's kind of soft. It's paper. That's American money, so it's paper money. It's not plastic like ours. Like, you could wipe your butt with American money. But a canary in your mouth just feels icky. I mean, you're dead for both, but, I mean, if you have a choice. I don't know, that's actually a tough decision for me if people go, would you rather this thing shoved up your ass or in your mouth? Because it does depend on what it is, but if it's something disgusting... Well, it's a bird. Just think of chicken. No, it's gross. If it was alive, it's probably going to get scared and poo. Exactly. Alright, so, for our mafia, we're always going to shove canaries up the butt. There you go. There we go. That's how we will deal with it. Feet first. And you can be on our YouTube channel if you let us beat you up. That's right. That's how we get your loyalty. (laughs) So, speaking of YouTube channel, we should probably plug that. Oh, yeah, plug time. Yeah. Everyone's favorite. Which is the Humidor YouTube channel, which you can see in the show notes or at humidor.com.au. Or you can also find our Facebook, where we're always putting up links every time we put a new video out. And this is all in the show notes if you need the links now. And please check out the YouTube. We swear new stuff is actually coming out soon. We're actually working on some stuff now, so it'll be really good. Really good. But yeah, hit us up on Facebook with any comments. You can also give like a rating to the podcast. We'd appreciate a five-star rating. Yeah, we could use that. Yeah, on iTunes or whatever the hell you use. There's lots of different things today. Apparently we're on all of them, so yeah. How about you? No excuses. Now that we've plugged that, we're going to plug one between the eyes. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go whack off a guy. I said that right. Nah, I don't think you did. You don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. Look, do not talk about the family business. Well, after you whack him off, you might want to whack him so he doesn't tell anyone. That's fair enough, because, yeah, that's another rule. Oh, these rules are tricky. (laughs) All right, I think we've done enough. Yeah, that's been a really good episode, I reckon. I like this one. All right, so sleep tight, people. Always check your cars for bombs. Just have a little mirror beside your car when you go out. Really easy to do. I do it every day. (laughs) Just give it a quick sweep. It only takes five minutes. Yeah, you can get a little detector thing. It's fine. It's really easy. All right, well, I've been Ben. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. (laughs) 